Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. We are at the divisional round. I am your host, Diesel, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. And I am with my co-host, as always. He's joining you from the cave. Didn't update the chalkboard this week, but uh, he is the Dadalac, Chad. Hello. And yeah, no, I didn't feel like doing the chalkboard. Since you already won the regular season and we got the same records last week for picks anyways, so I didn't feel like going through and writing all that on the board. Yeah, uh, we both went four and two. Um, both got an individual game wrong and then uh, the Monday night game, which was like this whole weekend was sandwiched by not great games, but like the meat of the weekend Sunday and like Second game on Saturday was amazing. It was a lot of fun. But. I would agree with that. The bread of the super wild card round was kind of stale and boring. But yes, the actual condiments and the meat and, you know, the chunk of lettuce that we got. Yeah. It's quite <laughs> delicious. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting week. What we'll be talking about. We only got four games to pick this week, so this is going to be a shorter episode. Next week, we're only going to have two games to pick. And then the when we do our episode for the Super Bowl, we're just going to do a whole season retrospective, and then we're going to make our Super Bowl picks. But, uh, yeah, so the next couple weeks uh going to be shorter episodes, but uh, let's get into it. Let's talk some football. Let's go with the first game on Saturday, which is at 3.30. We have, now they're 10-8 and eight because I'm counting the playoffs as their record for me. 10-8 Jacksonville Jaguars facing the number one seed, 14-3 Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are favored by 8.5. This game is interesting for so many reasons. On paper... It's like the Chiefs should win this game going away. But I don't know. There's something about those Jaguars that have that, that like, 14 seed in March Madness uh, tournament. Ooh, like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just – I don't know. They feel like they could throw an upset Kansas City's way. I mean, that offense on Saturday night on the first half was just horrible horrid uh um lawrence threw four picks in the first half and they had another turnover so there was five turnovers by jacksonville in the first half and they were down 27 to nothing at one point got a touchdown going into halftime to bring the lead to 20 and the whole time like i had this feeling that the game wasn't over and we were texting back and forth and we were even saying like when it was 27 nothing can the chargers charger this game they sure did. And they sure did. Like, the second half was a different story. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked like the Trevor Lawrence that we were expecting. Um, Doug Peterson was calling amazing plays. That fourth and two, like, when, every, when they lined up looking like they're going for a quarterback sneak, and really they ran an end around and got about, like, 40 yards yeah, ETN around like, the side, just untouched. Man, he, I thought he was going to score. Doug and... Peterson, when it's like crucial crunch time, like you need a play, 
that's the guy that I want coaching my team for real. Like nobody I thought for sure was going to be a quarterback sneak. I didn't see that play coming. And that's how you run a fourth down play. I'm sick of all these teams like running it up the gut. You know what? A quarterback sneak, fair enough. That makes sense. But like, like you hand it off and you run it up the gut. I'm sick of seeing that because nine out of 10 times, it seems like it gets stopped. But I like new innovative ways to do things like that. And Doug Peterson, he's your guy. But I don't know, the, the Jacksonville in that second half, like they just looked unstoppable. Then Bosa, uh, I mean, it was a penalty by rule. You can't take your helmet off and do that. But also, that was a 100% false start. I don't care what Terry McCulley or whoever the the stupid analyst was like, trying to say, well, I'm this boom, boy, give him the benefit of the doubt. Bullshit. Yeah. He was like, like, it was almost like a full second. Yeah. Like, that and was it, and you didn't give Bosa the benefit of the doubt when his yeah. helmet was a half f***ing inch. Right? Oh, there's the bell exactly. over I mean, the technically line. Technically, that but... was the penalty, but yeah, yeah, a lot of times they let that go. But like, yeah, that was totally 100% false start. And like, I don't fault Bosa for his reaction. It's just unfortunate that he did it in the field of play. And like, then they got the ball at the one yard line, which made for a pretty easy two-point conversion yeah. and then like i knew that they were going to lead down the field end the game with the last second field goal and i said on this program last week that uh, the winner of that game was going to be the team that had the ball last and i was right you were correct uh with all of that said though i need to know are you going to pick jacksonville to upset kansas city this week no I can't do it. I, I knew, Kansas I knew you could. City, it's. I mean, Kansas City's going to lose. They're going to lose in the AFC Championship. It's just, and I don't know who I'm picking in the Cincinnati Buffalo game yet either. But I don't know. I just, I Kansas City's not going to lose to Jacksonville. I think the road stops here for Jacksonville, but they have a promising future. That's for sure. Hopefully, they'll be back next year. And but uh, yeah, I'm going Kansas City. That is fair. All right. Uh, since there's only four games this week, you know what? I'll give you my picks for everything for gambling wise. What's the over under in this game, Diesel? Fifty two and a half. Fifty two and a half. Wow, that is high. Uh, with, I'm not going to give locks. I'm going to just tell you how confident I am on each one of these. I'm taking the under in this game, and I'm like a seventy percent confidence on this one. And at about a 95% confidence this week, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. I think Jacksonville has run out of gas. After that emotional comeback win against the Chargers, that was crazy. If you go down against the Chiefs by 17 points, they're not letting you back in the game. You are done. You get down by 17 against Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team, it's over. And that's what's going to happen. The Jaguars might score some points at the end to make it close. Err. But I see the Chiefs winning this game by two touchdowns. And as Diesel said, though, the future is bright for the Jaguars in an absolutely atrocious AFC South. They could uh, run the table for a while and be a you know constant threat in the playoffs. They just keep finding a few more pieces here and there and getting better. So while I think they're going to lose this game handily, I think the Jaguars' future is quite bright. 
Uh, I actually think this game might be closer than a lot of people think. I do think that it's always going to be Jacksonville chasing Kansas City. But Kansas City tends to have that... They don't, like, put... Don't put the like foot on the throat. Like they let up, and then they let teams back in it. And there's been a few times this year, and like even the past years, where Kansas City will come out and they'll be dominating. You get to the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden someone starts creeping back in. Kansas City usually finishes it off, but they have a real test at the end of the game. I think this game's going to be a little closer than people are expecting. I think Jacksonville's defense is going to be able not maybe not keep up with kansas city's offense but they'll be able to hold their own at times but yeah kansas city is also gonna have to play nearly a mistake free game because you start giving like jacksonville's defense turnovers that offense gets some momentum i mean that might not end up good for kansas city but i i still think kansas city is gonna win this game it's an arrowhead give me the points and give me the under Moving on to the second game on Saturday at 7.30. We have the New York Giants, who are 10-7-1, traveling to the 14-3, one-seeded Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is favored by 7.5. This game is it's kind of like the last game in ways. Like, the Giants looked better than Jacksonville I would say definitely Daniel Jones looked really good Saquon Barkley had a good game it was at the end when they almost shot themselves in the foot when they dropped that ball and got then the Vikings got gifted that uh roughing, roughing the, the passer, passer call. call I thought when that happened like we're going to overtime I thought we were going to overtime for sure because I've seen this movie I've seen it and then all year fourth and eight and then Kirk Cousins decides to throw a three-yard check down and it's just like this is your season like and it's exactly how it was supposed to end I said this weeks ago we could probably look like I don't know episode like week 12 or something like that I said the Vikings they'll win the division but they're gonna lose in the first round to the Giants I said this and I was right again. And I did pick the Vikings to win last week, but I was wrong. I got that one wrong. I will admit that. Uh, that I, I mean, couldn't have been any happier to be wrong, to be honest with you. But now the Giants are playing Philadelphia. And Philadelphia had a rough end of the season. They beat the Giants in the final week of the season, but the Giants also rested everybody. Um, they did get a week of rest. That's good for Hertz. The Giants are playing some pretty good football, and they are a hotter team than Philadelphia. You can make that argument. This is going to be a game. It's seven and a half. Philadelphia's favored. Like, I could also see this one going down to final possession. I don't think that if I were Philadelphia, I would be scared. Like, Philadelphia has been pretty dominant this year, but we're at the time of the year where you're hot and the Giants are notorious for doing this in the playoffs. I don't know. This game's way closer than it probably should be. I mean, at least, like, a few weeks ago, you would think. But mm, I'm going to go with Philadelphia. 
just to be just to say because I want to see I want to see Philadelphia in the NFC Championship. And how crazy is it that we could get an all NFC East uh, NFC Championship? Three out of the four teams made it to the final four of the NFC. Yep. Just the commies missed out. Everyone else in the NFC East made it past the first round, which is absolutely wild. Uh, my thoughts yeah, on that last week's... before the season started. No. Uh, but uh, my thoughts on last week's game for the Giants is... So apparently Daniel Jones is just now the white Michael Vick because he rushed the ball 17 times for 78 yards and threw the ball pretty damn well the whole time. And they just carved up. And don't get me wrong. The Vikings had no defense all year. One of the worst defenses. Everyone ragged on the Lions the whole time. But really, that Vikings defense was just as porous, if not more porous. So they should have been taking a lot more heat for that. I was so glad to watch the fraudulent Vikings go down. Don't get me wrong. I don't know why I hate them so much. They just annoy me. And maybe it's because I know some really annoying Vikings people or fans who come into the bar I work at. And they just drive me nuts. And they were driving me nuts all year. And when I picked against the Vikings last, this last week, they were like, well, Chad, the Vikings were battle-tested. You know, that's why they're so good in those one-score games. I go, no, you freaking idiots. They aren't, they're just lucky. They were just lucky. And you can't lie about it. Get me, don't get me battle-tested. Everything regresses to the mean. And you don't win that many one-score games. I was glad it finally bit him in the butt. And watching Kirk Cousins dink that ball down three at three yards instead of past the sticks or at least closer to the sticks and expecting Hawkinson to get another six yards was hilarious. It was so obviously a bad, bad call. In this game, Diesel, what is the over-under? And I already know which way I'm going for the spread. It's 48 and a half. You know what? Give me the over in this game. And I would say I'm about... an. 80% confident in that bet and then a hundred percent bet give me the Giants because I definitely think that this is a one score game to a field goal game I think Diesel's right and we do get comes down to the final possession with whoever has the ball has a shot to win the game and whichever team that'll be I think it'll be the Eagles I do agree with Diesel I think Jalen Hurts is with this week of rest, he should have been the MVP if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. He was absolutely ripping the league up. Don't get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes also had a great year and probably will win the award now. But Jalen Hurts, another week of rest. A.J. Brown, that whole quant or cadre of running backs back there, that defense getting a little rest. I mean, I do think it scores some points in this game, but give me the Eagles and uh to win but i will take the giants with 100 percent minus seven and a half uh, the giants will keep it close i mean we've seen it time and time again it happened last year in both conferences the teams that get the bye rest isn't always the best and like like being the hottest team really is the most important thing and the Eagles, like, they didn't limp into the playoffs by any means. They clinched, or like, week 14 or something like that. But they didn't perform well down the stretch, and that's very important. And so, like, I don't blame you for taking the Giants. I just feel the Eagles are the better team, and it's 
in the end of the game, they're going to be the one that has the ball last, I feel. I don't know. But I'm excited for that game. That game should be great. I don't know what network it's going to be on, but I think uh, if it was Kevin Burkhart and um, what's his face? Um, uh, Greg Olson calling that game on Fox. Yeah, that uh, would be a good uh, combination. I don't know what network any of these games are on, but uh, yeah. I don't know either. Sometimes it makes a difference, like, who's actually calling the game. Sometimes, like, stupid uh, Chris Collinsworth. If Mike Chirico wasn't so good, you know what I mean? Like, he can't even make Chris Collinsworth better. But, like, Mike Chirico is one of the best of all time. I don't hate Chris Collinsworth as much as I used to. He's just kind of now, like, annoying, like, kind of just white noise in the background. I don't really listen to what he's saying. I mean, yeah, he used to be worse. I will give you that. Yeah. Like, I've... Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, speaking of Mike Trico, he had that really good call last week when they had that uh, re- that fumble return for a touchdown. Like, Mike Trico's the best. I'm glad that he's back in the booth instead of being on the pregame show. 100%. Um, he was great on Monday Night Football with Gruden. But... Yeah, speaking of Cincinnati, that's the next game. Uh, that's at 3.30 on Sunday. And I'm guessing this one's going to be Romo and Nance. But uh, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. They're 13-4, and four, traveling to the 13-4 and four Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is favored by four and a half. This is the game that we got to see like four minutes and like 53 seconds of or something like that. And... It was up until the final seconds of that time. It was a good game. Um, it the, the Bengals went down and just drove down the field and scored a touchdown, made it look easy. The Bills almost did the same thing. They ended up with a field goal, and then everything happened with Tamar Hamlin, and we, now everyone knows the story how it went. But we are actually going to get this game. You knew this game was going to hit in the playoffs. Like, it had to have. And I was pretty confident when we picked that game, the Monday night game, that Cincinnati was going to win that game. And it looked, they looked good. I mean, who knows? There's still, like, 55 minutes left to play in that game. But, I mean, the way it was going, who knows? But, I don't know, this game... Cincinnati looked a little flat last week. They were playing a division rival who they played the week before. So, I mean, it's tough. But uh, their offense didn't click as well as you would have hoped. Like, that was, should have almost been like a statement game, and they just didn't make that statement. But then again, the Bills also played a division rival who gave them everything that they had with their third-string quarterback, and the Bills could barely hold them off. Like I thought, the, I thought Miami might win that game at times. And it's just, it just shows you like how deep and good Miami actually is. And for all the people that are like calling for Mike McDaniel's head, you're an idiot. If you think that Mike McDaniel should have been fired, you should just stop watching football and find some other pastime because you don't know what you're talking about. That guy took the Dolphins, who were like, crap, and then, what we did with them this year? He totally changed up the system, got Tariq Hill, and they almost won a playoff game. And I bet you they'll be back next year. The healthy Tua, 
maybe a Tom Brady. Who knows? Doubt it. I don't think anybody wants Tom Brady after Monday night. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, this game, I don't know. Who do you got? I don't even – I'm 50-50. This game is just – Oh, I'm yeah. not 50-50 at all. I, I once again – I've been calling for it for a while. I just, I don't believe in the Buffalo Bills this year. I think once again, they don't have that killer instinct. And you know what? Uh, Buffalo, a bill, AKA a bison might be big and powerful. But you know what I'm gonna take? I'm gonna take that aggressive tiger, the Bengal tiger. Cause I got the fricking Bengals in this game. And uh, I give me the points, obviously. I'm betting the money line on the Bengals here because they're going to win this game outright. And what's the over-under? Over-under is 48 and a half. Oh, give me that over. I, I could see this game being a 35 to 32 game, just like basically the game that they played against the Dolphins, but them being on the losing end. I'm sorry, Josh Allen just, he had two turnovers. Once again, three turnovers. Didn't he to fumble the ball as well, I want to say? Uh, he had, I think he had three fumbles in the entire game. Uh, well, he had two, and two interceptions. interceptions. And he fumbled yeah. three times. I don't, they yeah. weren't, didn't all were for turnovers. One of them was. But yeah, yeah. You put some pressure on him. Like, yeah, he didn't look great. But he's got I a don't case know. of the, he's got a case of the turnovers. And uh, the Bengals, as you just saw, though they played a division rival and, we should have seen that coming. I mean, the Ravens always play. That game is a tough game to play. And I don't know who the heck Tyler Huntley thought he was this last week. And then trying to jump for that touchdown when you are when you like. lined up for a quarterback sneak when everybody's <laughs> up the middle. Yeah. And you're just a yard put out. himself in the air. Just like a ballerina in the air holding the ball straight up and just handing it over to the Bengal. One of the greatest things ever, watching that big man run all the way off, basically 100 yards down the field to score a touchdown. Him sucking that oxygen, I was laughing my butt off. It was hilariously awesome. I mean, it's, it's crazy how fast things turn because they were literally, the Ravens were literally about to take the lead, and it just went the other direction. It just, like... It was a 14-point swing, at least. It, I mean, it, you have to say at least a 10-point, but they looked like they were about to score a touchdown there, like, and instead the Bengals score a touchdown. Imagine being a fan of either fan base. Like, you're sitting there and you see that play, and, like, the Ravens coming into that game probably thinking, the Ravens fans thinking that they're probably not going to win this game, and they're in in the fourth quarter. They're about to take the lead. They might upset Cincinnati, and then that happens. And it's just like... And then um, what Michael Vick said to Lamar Jackson, it's like, dude, his knee could be way more messed up than you even know. Like, they don't, they're not putting that information out there. You don't know the severity of his sprain. He says it's a grade two, borderline grade three. That's pretty serious. Yeah. And, like, he still wants to play more football in his career. And, like, yeah, I get it. It's the playoffs. But, like, look what happened to RG3. He played when they told him not to play. And it ended his career. Mm -hmm. Like, he was a backup, career backup after that. So, like, I don't blame now. Lamar Jackson for taking care of his body so he can play more. He, like, it's a contract year. It might affect his money a little bit by not playing. But he's probably going to make more money in the long run because when he comes back next year, he's going to be healthy. 
Um, I also think it helps his case with the Ravens that they actually need Lamar Jackson because they probably would have won that game if they had healthy Lamar Jackson. Quite but, possibly. Uh, that being right, said, I'm going to make enough. my pick. Yeah, make beat my around pick. the bush enough. Make the pick. So I do got a question, though, because I'm not 100% clear on this. Um, if Cincinnati wins and Kansas City wins, is that a neutral site game, or is it just Buffalo and Kansas City that's neutral site? It's just site? Buffalo and Kansas City uh, is the only neutral site. If uh, Cincinnati Why? wins. Cincinnati technically, if they would have beat Buffalo Because Cincinnati's Kansas getting screwed. City. That's why Cincinnati's pissed about it. it. It kind of, no offense, but it screwed the whole situation, the whole like end situation, screwed Cincinnati over and screwed them out of a chance of either having the two seed or the one seed if some they would have broke right. So yeah, that it should have just made it a neutral site for all three. Probably like, that would have been the fairest way to do it, and so that does suck. But uh, I mean, that doesn't really change my opinion on my pick or anything. I was I was just curious. I don't know what I want to see more because last year's Kansas City Cincinnati um, AFC Championship game was amazing. Went down to overtime. Uh, Cincinnati won two years ago. AFC Championship was amazing with the Bills and Kansas City last year. Kansas City and the Bills in the divisional round. Everybody knows what it went down there. Thirteen you never seconds. Give you never give Patrick Mahomes any time. It doesn't matter if his timeouts or not. You just don't do it. You don't. I like. I don't know. Like, if Kansas City wins on, like, see, part of me wants Jacksonville to win because it's a good story. It's underdog. But I know if Kansas City wins on Saturday, first game of the season, I'm going to be super excited because that means we're getting Cincinnati or Buffalo next week. I really want that. I want one of those combinations. I really do, and I know you do too. I, I don't know, man. I'm so 50 50 on this man. game. Just, you gotta do it. You gotta pull the trigger. Going Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo. I think that I'm gonna be rooting for Cincinnati, but I'm going Buffalo because they were the team at the beginning of the season. They looked like they were the best in the paper. They started out on fire. And yeah, they've been inconsistent this year. But they feel like they could be a team of destiny. And no matter what happens, it feels like they may come out in the end looking good. So I'm 50-50 and I'm going Buffalo. Fair enough. At least we have something to root against each other for. I mean, we got the Philadelphia Giants game, too. Oh, I no, no. I picked Philadelphia to win. I just said I'm taking the points for the Giants and the betting. Oh, well, I had you down as the Giants. Good thing, thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> I'm glad I cleared it up because I would have been a real MacGuffin next week. Could have been, I'd been real mad about it. Yeah, well, thank you for clearing that up now because, yeah, I changed it for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Okay. Um, now we're moving on to the final game, Sunday night. I'm assuming this will be NBC because it's Sunday night and they get the primetime game. And so we get Dallas 13 and 5 Dallas rematch of last year's playoffs, traveling to the 14 and 4 San Francisco 49ers. Different venues, but uh, last year with that debacle with having no time left and trying to hurry up and run a play and running out of time. 
um, and San Francisco moved on. Both these teams are different drastically. You got Purdy as the quarterback of San Francisco, and they also now have Christian McCaffrey. They haven't lost in like 11 games. They, But Dallas also looks to be better. Dallas looked fairly good against Tampa Bay, but then they were playing Tampa Bay, so you don't even really know. I thought Dak looked really good. Mahar did not look good. How do you miss four extra points? Like, he's lucky they got a fifth touchdown to, like, I'm surprised that they trotted him out there for that fifth one. Like, I thought it was 24 I, to nothing. I was so confused. And they were like, they've scored four touchdowns, and it's 24 to nothing. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. What's happening here? I've maybe seen, like, two missed extra points in a game by a kicker. I've never seen four. I like when I couldn't believe it. When he went out there for the fourth time, I'm like, he's going to miss this one, isn't he? And he just skimmed the top of the upright. So it didn't count. It just, I don't know. It just, it was, it was rough, but it didn't matter because the offense of Tampa Bay couldn't do anything. Like they just can't run the ball. They can't. Well, Tom Brady threw the ball this year more than any quarterback by a lot. Um, Tom Brady didn't look great. Um, That whole offense was just abysmal. Defense tried for a little while, and then they just realized that it was a lost cause. Uh, Byron Leftwich was fired in the third quarter. Um, And that's the saddest thing of all. He was almost the Jaguars head coach last year. Yeah. But then the whole thing with uh, Shad Khan and like whatever, and the general manager, and he then didn't accept the job, went back to Tampa Bay, and now he's fired. And now he probably doesn't have any head coaching prospects. So, yeah, but he'll get just, a job. It'll be fine. Oh, he'll get a job somewhere, that's for sure. But, like, I don't know. I think There's Todd no Bowles as the uh, head coach was a very poor decision. Um, I think that uh, it's time for them to probably uh, tear it down and uh, yeah, see what they can uh, do in the future. But uh, I mean, they're in a weak division, so it might not take much to like get back on track. But yeah, yeah, that's what the AFC South is quite weak. Both Souths are very, very weak divisions, so they could definitely turn it around. But Tampa Bay definitely needs to blow that team up. So uh, that makes me wonder about Dallas. Are they going to show up against San Francisco? Because if they do show up against San Francisco, we're going to have a game on our hands. Because that defense, I believe, can hold San Francisco off for that offense to be able to keep up. Even though San Francisco has a good defense, like, don't sleep on Pollard. Don't sleep on that receiving core. Uh, Don't sleep on, uh, what's his name, the uh, tight end for the Cowboys. Um, yeah, Schultz. He's like probably the most underrated tight end in 2022 season. Like, I mean, Beast. you hear people talk about him, but they don't talk about him in like like upper echelon of tight ends like Kelsey or Kittle or Andrews. He's up there. I would He's say I might even put year. him fourth. He might be under those three guys. And like Dallas has an offense. Mike McCarthy, like him or hate him, he does – know how to run an offense i am very interested in this game because we got like old school west coast offense versus new school west coast offense going head to head 
and this game like this game could be really really good or else san francisco is just gonna like dominate i don't see dallas dominating san francisco i see it going it's gonna be close and it's gonna be a battle or san francisco is just gonna advance into the nfc championship the second year in a row um that being said i'm going dallas nice i don't know why i just have this gut feeling that it's dallas it just, I just there's something in me saying san francisco's won so many games they played seattle last week and Seattle gave them a battle up until like midway through the third quarter, and then, and San Francisco was just like, no, 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 you're just you're nothing, like get out of the way. But I don't know. I feel like Dallas has went through a lot more adversity than San Francisco, even though San Francisco is their third string quarterback. I feel they were better suited at using backup quarterbacks than Dallas was when they had Cooper Rush in there. There, he's the reason they're here. I said it last week. He should be the MVP of the Cowboys this year. But uh, I got Dallas. It's probably a mistake, but I got Dallas. Because that's Dallas. And that's Dallas. Uh, what's the over-under on this game, and what's uh, San Fran favored by? San Fran is favored by four, which I think that's, yeah, that's legit. Um, and 46.5 is the over-under. Yeah, once again, at about a 90%, I would say hammer that over because San Fran will either put up 30-some points, as they've done for basically the past, I don't know, two months, or if it is a close game, the over is going to hit quite easily. And then also, at about 95%, I'm taking San Fran, and I will eat those four points because, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay just isn't that good. And we've seen Dak, when he gets a little pressure in his face, he gets a little erratic with the ball this year. I think he had at least 12 interceptions on the year, and he missed multiple games. So that is not a good stat to have. This San Fran defense is aggressive. They will come after Dak. That offensive line, though played well against Tampa Bay, has been leaky a lot this year. I just, I do agree, Diesel. If it's a close game, I'm still taking San Fran, but I could see this game easily being a blowout in San Francisco's favor, where it's close maybe for a quarter, maybe two. Like, at halftime, it seems like it's still a contest, and then this San Fran defense is just something else. They just really turn up the pressure in the second half, and I'm sorry, everyone, for the cat butt right there. But, yeah. I got San Francisco, and I will eat the points at four at about 90% positivity, and then at uh, also 90% positivity, hammer that over. You should uh, censor out the cat, but I think that'd be hilarious. Um, I will see what I can do. <laughs> um, I could, I don't know. Dallas is a weird team. I feel like if Dallas is ahead... San Francisco hasn't had to chase anybody since, like, they had their turnaround. They have always usually been in the lead, and if not in the lead, they're not far behind, and they get the lead, and then they start pulling away. There's only been one game that I can remember this year that Dallas had where they were caught when they had a big lead, and that was against the Packers. 
I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like if San Francisco has to play catch up, it's going to be hard. It's because Purdy's never been in that situation. And I think that will play in Dallas's favor, but we'll see. We'll see. I love Mr. Irrelevant, so I'm I'm in on Mr. Irrelevant. Give me San Fran. Well, that's all the games we have this week, and I guess that's all the time we have. So now is a good time to wrap it up. I'll ask Chad for his obligatory final thoughts. Do you have any? Uh, Obligatory final thoughts for the week. I'm excited. This is the most exciting week of football besides Super Wild Card Week. This is usually the best football we get all year is the divisional round four games four teams who are all primed and ready for it so i am jacked up and ready for some divisional round football this weekend and i think you said it best and i'm gonna leave my words the same as yours um you can follow me on twitter at diesel underscore vftr follow chad on twitter at chad's underscore mine uh the vision biz Global Media at Viz Global Media on Twitter. Um, Visionaries Global Media at gmail.com is where you send your podcasts in and you'll be heard on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podknife, and Podable. But uh, until then, we got some good games to watch this uh, coming weekend and I'm excited. Chad's excited. Um, or my partner, Chad. I've been your host, Diesel. And let's watch some divisional round football. Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.